the Matrix board right now. It says, over the years, we've shared some great memories together. Some of my favorites include the following. Leon Dreisaitl scoring a goal. That might be they wrapping things up today. The Oilers in their third jerseys. Again, a 6-2 victory. And we're going to get started here with the show. Matrix board informing everybody here at Rexall <laughs> Place. This will be the last game. And uh, fans stoked to hear that they are the greatest fans. Oil's country. Without further ado, it is my pleasure, says the Matrix board, to introduce to you the Edmonton Symphony Orchestra. The ride of the Valkyries they're playing. And on the break screen right now, they're listing some of the accomplishments of the Oilers players and their infancy in the National Hockey League, including Wayne Gretzky's arrival. In 1978, getting back to the WHA, Mark Messier's first goal, Al Hamilton's retirement in 1980, 1981. Rob, that upset victory over the uh, Montreal Canadiens during the 81-82 season. Gretzky smashing the fastest to 50th record. Gretzky's 51-game point streak in 1984. That was a pretty good year, 83-84, for the Oilers organization. That, that Gretzky kid turned out to be something, too, didn't he? He was all right. Oilers, of course, winning their first Stanley Cup here at Rexall Place in 1984 in five games over the New York Islanders and then doing it again. Beating the uh, Flyers convincingly in game five here in 1985 to go back-to-back uh, -back championships. Reed Wilkins will hop on headset here momentarily as well. Paul Coffey breaking Bobby Orr's record in 1986. 48 goals during the 85-86 season. Not bad for Paul Coffey. That or guy was pretty good, too. Uh, Oilers would win the Stanley Cup in 1987. Glenn Anderson with the insurance goal. 3-1 at Rexall Place in game number seven. The first guy to receive the Stanley Cup from Captain Wayne Gretzky, Steve Smith. The Oilers won their fourth cup in five years in 1988. And that was the year they took the infamous team photo. Wayne Gretzky's last game as an Oiler in 1988. Tradition that is he's the, the Edmonton Oilers and Wayne Gretzky started that now continues every single team does that now 1990 the Oilers win their fifth Stanley Cup uh, It was won in Boston 1996 Doug Waite 100 point season Before Patrick Kane broke the barrier the other night Doug Waite was the last American-born player to uh, Crack the 100-point plateau Curtis Joseph becoming the Oilers shutout leader in 1998 and in 1999 the first of the 80s edition of the Oilers to get their jersey to the rafters in Wayne Gretzky. I was fortunate enough to play in Wayne Gretzky's last ever game in New York, and it was kind of like this night here. A very surreal experience. Yari Curry's jersey retirement number 17 was in 2001. Grant Fuhrer in 2003. And uh, Fuhrer remains an integral part of, uh, or certainly was an integral part of the Oilers' success, as was Paul Coffey, who had his jersey retired in 2005. Mark Messier, who uh, played up until the lockout year of 0405, had his jersey retired during the 0607 uh, season. That was on the day that the Edmonton Oilers traded Ryan Smith uh, to the, uh, who could forget that, to the 
Yeah, it was very New York Islanders. That was an emotional day. The Oilers made it to the final in 06 with Smith, and then the next year they traded him to the uh, New York Islanders. And was it, who was it? Was it Craig Mitoffs or Kevin? Who came on the ice and had to make okay, the, yeah, yeah, Kevin Lowe. And it was not a pretty – I felt sorry. Yes, 2011, uh, a guy that I was privileged enough to call a game with for two uh, years, Rod Phillips had his jersey retired. 2014, Ryan Smith's final – uh, game as an NHLer and his second return to the Oilers, and then in 2015, the Glenn Sather retirement ceremony uh, takes place. So that runs the gamut of the events dating all the way back to the Oilers uh, picking up Wayne Wayne Gretzky back in 1978. And right now, the players are all lining up, ready to come out. They all have their orange jerseys on as well. Bob Stoffer, Reed Wilkins, who's made his way upstairs here at Rexall Place along with Rob Brown. Reading. Ladies and, and here is Mark Would Lewis. You please welcome to Rexall Place Ice, number 34, Fernando Pisani. Andrew Ference, who had hip surgery, comes out in crutches. Number 24, Danny Arndt. Danny Arndt played in the WHA for the Oilers and then went and played for the University of Alberta Golden Bears, won a national championship there in 1980. A two-time Stanley Cup winner, number 19, Willie Lindstrom. Willie the Wisp. Who was on the 84 and 85 championship teams with the Edmonton Oilers? Number 23, Corey Cross. Corey Cross, Lloyd Minster native. Had him on Inside Sports the other night. Got traded during the 0506 season Number to Detroit. 30, Mike Zanier. Mike is now a color commentator over in Sweden. Winner of two Stanley Cups. Number 29, Rejo Rutzelainen. NHL changing their uh, rule on European players having to clear waivers after uh, Rutzelainen came back in Number 1987. Six, Brian Glynn. Tough kid out of Saskatoon, big man, also played for the Calgary Flames. Number 11, Barry Long. Barry Long could hammer the puck, and he was number two. And he could let it rip. Went on to number be an NHL 15, head coach. Kevin Primo. Primo played in the 80 Olympics for Team Canada. I've been to his hockey school a few times over the years. He always had a pro camp. In number the 31, Eddie Mio. Came over in the initial Gretzky trade with Peter Driscoll from Indianapolis. Number 28, Bill Hewitt. Knocked out Tony Twist and got himself a contract. Yeah, not many guys could knock out Tony Twist. He could swing. Number 19, Marty Reasoner. The guy that got traded during that 06 playoff run for the Oilers in the Sergei Samsonov deal. Number nine, Bernie Nichols. One of the most talented hockey players I've ever played against. 70 Bernie goal Nichols. scorer, one of the eight in NHL Number history. Number 34, Brent Green. Wasn't he an Oshawa General Junior? Yes, I he was. Went to Chicago on a free agent contract after leaving the Number Oilers. Number nine, Shane Corson. He was a tough, you know what? <laughs> He's a tough, a tough one that could play. Yeah. He did just about yeah, everything. He could do it all, Shane Corson. Number 10, Steve Kelly. Sixth overall pick in 1995, Shane Doan went seventh. I think a lot of people know Steve Kelly. He was fast, Number though. Very fast. Sean Bell. Sean Bell, part of that 2003 first round, now coaching the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Number 12, Josh Green. Played over in Finland this season to Josh Green. Played very well for the Oilers in their farm team, helped uh, bring along some Number of the younger players. Four. Ray McKay, he's got to be in his late 60s now. Played for the California Golden Seals. That's how far back he goes. Assistant coach, Bob McCammon. 
One of the funniest men he'll ever meet was also a head coach with the Vancouver Canucks. I believe he coached in Tri-Cities of yes, the Western did. Hockey yes, League as well. Yeah. Number 24, Tom Ralston. Could score a bit, got traded to Pittsburgh for Kevin McClellan. Number 15, Tim Sheehy. Star in the WHA with the New England Whalers, as well as playing for the Oilers. The winner of a Stanley Cup, number 23, Mo LeMay. Fast. He was oh. always quick, just darted around on Out the of ice. Spruce Grove. Number 12, Troy Millette. He was a... He was tough. He was tough. He was tough, very tough. Still looks number tough. 11, Ron Walters. Ron Walters is definitely in his late 60s, played for the Oilers, the old Alberta Oilers when they first came in the World Number Hockey Association. Brian Baltimore. Brian Baltimore, Jay Bomeister's agent. Did not know that. Number 21, Igor Kravchuk. I played with him in Chicago. He and I sat up in the press box one night and threw paper airplanes. One landed right on top of Eddie Belfour's head. Number 38, Terrence. You don't get that sort of color everywhere, let me tell you, Rob. <laughs> Tran Sandwith, hard-nosed, tough defenseman. Number 15, Wayne Zook. Wayne Zook. Spent some time with St. Louis organization. Number 12, Stephen Rice. Stephen Rice, captain Team Canada the World Juniors when they won back in 91, came over in the Messier deal. Moore once traded with Craig Millar for Miroslav Shaitan. Number 15, Dennis Cassian. Old Albert Oiler, Dennis Cassian. Number two, Chris Joseph. Played with him in Pittsburgh. He was part of the Paul Coffee Yes, trade. he was. Former Number Seattle six, breaker. Bob Falkenberg. Bob Falkenberg worked for Labatt's for a number of years and was on the Pro Rodeo Tour. Assistant coach Billy Moore. Uh, one of the best men in hockey you'll ever meet. Number 77, Gary Unger. Gary Unger was a star for the St. Louis Blues. He, uh, when I played for the Camden's Junior Oilers, he used to come and General help us out there. Manager Peter Shirelli. He'll be a busy man this summer. Oilers head coach, Todd McClellan. And the rest of your Oilers coaching staff. Jay Woodcroft, Jim Johnson, Dustin Schwartz, Miles Feed. Ian Herbers will be announced later because he too is a former weather. Number 25, Craig Tofelinski. Now we're going back. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a great photo. <laughs> we, we still skate with him. He still comes out and skates with us. Number 30, Warren Skorodinsky. Wow, otherwise known as Warren score against me when he played for the Chicago Blackhawks. And he still plays goal. I've number done a number of events with him. Leon Freisaitl. Number 21, Bob Fitchner. Wow, he was uh, an edgy player at times as well. Bob Fitchner bounced around the world. Hockey number Association. 20, Luke Gansdick. They always like the tough guys, don't they, Rob? So do I, when they're on my team. Always befriend the tough guys. Number 17, Cam Connor. He was tough. Scored a huge goal for the Canadians. Late 70s in the playoffs. Number 17, Rusty Patino. 
Now to Williams Lake, British Columbia, star in the embryonic stages of the Oilers Number in the World six, Hockey Association. Dan Smith. Dan Smith played at UBC before coming to the NHL. Winner of two Stanley Cups, number 18, Craig Simpson. I had the fortunate to be able to play with Craig in Pittsburgh before number he got traded. Number 14, great player. Ray Cote. Ray Cote with the Oilers in the mid-80s. Number 10, Gilmore still out in Sherwood Park all these years later Tom Gilmore WHA Oiler number 26 Pat Price Wow he he was a high-end pick played in Pittsburgh as well after leaving Edmonton number 20 Scott Metcalf Second round Number pick in 85. 19, Patrick Maroon. I think Patty Maroon's going to like it here now, right. don't you? Yeah, I think it's a good fit. The others have been looking for a player like him for a long, long time. And listen to the fans. Number two, Jim Ennis. Another Sherwood Park product. Isn't he a, a golf pro now? He had a fabric Number shot 20, for a while. Mark LaForge. Mark LaForge was one nasty. That's tough right there. That is tough. A, a little bit off kilter sometimes, Mark LaForge. Yep. You did not want to go in the corner Number with him. 20, Brad Zavisha. Number 77, Oscar Kleffbaugh. Letters have missed him 51 games out of the lineup. The team had won five in a row when he went out. The season wasn't the same. Number 33, Norm Foster. Norm Foster, a backup goaltender during his time at Edmonton. Number 26, Wayne Malone. Another player, late 60s now. Number five, Mark Fane. At a Lou Lamarillo School, Providence, Mark Fane. Number 41, Bill McDougal. He lit it up that one year winning with oh, Kay Brett. Down over in the mind, 52 right. points in 16 right. games Number in the six, AHL. Still a John record. Hughes. John Hughes was a defenseman with a great stash that played in the 70s. Number 10, Ron Anderson. Another very early 70s winner. Number 51, Anton Lander. Been a tough year for Anton. Yeah. Been a tough year. Hopefully this summer does something for him and he comes back and, and has a Number great eight, opportunity next year. Wayne Van Dorp. Now there is a name from the past. I played with Wayne Van Dorp in Pittsburgh. He was a big, big, tough man. Yes, he was. Number 29, Louis DeBrus. They are not booing, they are looing. Another tough guy that the fans still remember and love. Number 26, Hero Pacarina. Waters have had some success with Finns. Will they have more at the upcoming NHL draft? Number 28, Todd Struby. Number 33, Scott Pearson. Part of the bang and clank line. Scott Pearson, Stephen Rice, played with Doug Waite. Number 34, Ryan McGill. Ryan McGill, hard-nosed, tough defenseman, coaching the OHL this year. Number 88, Brandon Davidson. There's another player that the Oilers desperately missed down yep. the stretch. Yep. He has had a fantastic season for the Number Oilers. Number 16, Darcy Ho. 
Shaft. Uh, another tough guy. He was a tough guy that I befriended when he played with me in, in Chicago. One of the funniest characters Number in the game four, of hockey. Kerry Ketter. Wow. Going back to the days of the WHA with Kerry Ketter. Number 34, Mike Ware. Mike Beware. Another legendary OHL tough guy when he played. Number one, Peter Ng. Early 90s Oiler, Peter Ng. Number 36, Dennis Bonvey. Yeah, another tough guy I played with over the years, and he was very, very tough. He could take a punch. Yes, he could, and he could throw him. Number 29, Steve Passmore. Uh, Camelus, ex Camelus Blazer right there. He I liked to fight. One. He liked to fight, too, for yes, an undersized goalie. Number 15, Jim Nielsen. Wow. They called him the chief when he played. Number 17, Scott Thornton. Scott Thornton had skill and could look after himself, played a long time in the NHL. Very good role player, very, very strong. Number 36, Brad Warenka. That's my old roommate when I used to play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Room with him for two years. Quality defenseman. Number 10, John Rogers. John Rogers could fly, and he played on one of the greatest junior lines of all time in Calgary in the, w, in the WHA. Number one, Ken Brown. Ken Brown was a infinitely better color guy than the guy currently working on the Oilers radio broadcast. I won't argue with that, but hey, did I tell you Pat Maroon is going to be a rock 15, star in this city? Yeah. He got a huge hit. Greg Hoggood, who was a pretty good Kamloops Blazer as well back in the day. Holds a bunch of records still in Kamloops, one of the best Number defensemen that ever played in the Western Hockey Jeff League. Jeff Delorier. Jeff Delorier. Oilers net minor. Late 2007 Number 67, Benoit Pouliot. Talking about players that the Oilers missed this year, Benoit Pouliot had a nice fit playing with Connor McDavid there for a while and went down with a shoulder injury. Number he was one, missed. Joaquin Gage. Joaquin Gage, unfortunately part of a record, fastest two goals in NHL history, Darren Quint. He still plays goal for the Oilers alumni Number all the time. Eight, Stu Kulak. Wow, Stu Kulak, mid-80s Oilers. And when you see his haircut, it is definitely a mid-80s haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Number 18, Danny Gare. Danny Gare briefly played in Edmonton in 85-86. He was a tough middleweight out of Nelson, B.C. Him and Pat Price, two former Number Oilers 18, from Nelson. Bob McAneely. Bob McAneely, Ted McAneely, McAneely brothers. And number 23, Ted McAneely. I did not know that that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a guess, but. Uh, number 25, Mike Moeller. Mike Moeller worked with Cam Moon for a number of years doing the Red Deer Rebels play-by-play -play in the Western Hockey League. Number eight, Doug Friedman. He was a guy that brought a little bit of edge to the table as well, Doug Friedman. Number 10, Mayo Yakupov. Now, if there's one guy that's going to milk this, it's going to be Yakupov. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. He's waving and kissing. And, uh, nice goal tonight, though, he scored. Yep. Whether Number that's his last ever or not, it was a nice one. Jason Strudwick. Well, actually, there's um, someone else that's going to milk it for every second right there. There's Strud's out there, another Very fan Very popular favorite. former Oiler. Yes, he is. Number 27, Frank Beaton. When he came in, he was Frank never been beaten, then he was seldom beaten, and then in the end it was often beaten. But he was a tough <laughs> middleweight. Number 26, Sean Podine. Wow, Sean Podine. I haven't heard that name for a while. Better known as the Philadelphia Flyer. Number he's, he's a good 44, Zach Cassian. Looking to reinvent himself as a bottom six NHL forward with Number the eight, Doug Smith. He hopes so. He Doug, hopes so. Doug Smith, former second overall pick in the NHL draft. Was Doug Smith, spent Number some time 62, in L.A. Number 62, Eric Greiber. 
Another of the list of defensemen that did not finish the season for the Edmonton Oilers. He's looking for a new contract. I believe he will be back. Number 15, Frederick Olison. Another ex-teammate of mine played with him in Pittsburgh. Puck-moving defenseman. Number 27, Adam Clendenning. <laughs> Adam, very understated in his approach Number tonight. Number 40, Fred Brathwaite. Popular goaltender, Freddie Bat Rathwaite, now working as a goalie coach. Number 11, Skip Crake. Skip Crake played in the first WHA game in this building as a visitor with the Cleveland Crusaders. Number 86, Nikita Nikita. <laughs> Haven't seen a lot of Nikita nope. this year. Number 14, Jordan Emerly. Jordan could have had five or six goals tonight. Yep. He had a number of great scoring chances. Number 30, UC Markinen. Great to catch up with UC over the last couple of days. Number six. Ian Herbert. The Oilers assistant coach, former U of A Golden Bear coach. He wins. He's the biggest guy out there. He is Number a big 32, man. Matthew Garron. He had a nice, it was a short stay, but he had some 07, big 08, he was lights out in the shootouts. Won 10 straight Number for the Number one, Laurent Brassois. And there's the future of the Edmonton Oilers in net. A Stanley Cup winner, number 28, Larry Melnick. Larry Bud Melnick, hard-nosed defenseman. Played for New West in the WHL. Number eight, Gord Shervin. Skilled player, Gord Shervin. But most I, uh, you, you remember him was when he played for the Canadian the national team. Yeah. Very good. Number 15, Steve Gray. Mid-80s winner, Steve Graves. Number 22, Adam Cracknell. He's a gentleman, yeah, looking for a contract this Looking for this a contract, yep. yes. Number 19, Boyd Devereaux. Six overall pick one year. The Edmonton Oilers had some concussion issues, but still edged out a heck of a career for himself. Number 42, Ryan O'Mara. Ryan O'Mara came, came over in that Ryan Smith trade. Number 28, Laurie Korpakoski. Number 22, Anson Carter. Dancing Anson Carter. Yeah, popular response for Anson. Out of Michigan State. He was good here. He was even better in Vancouver for a couple of years with the Sydney. Should have stayed there. Number 26, yeah, right. Dave Langevin. Bam, bam, Langevin. Dave Langevin. Number 30, Ron Lowe. Former Oilers head coach. One of the good guys in hockey as yep. well, Ronnie Lowe. A Stanley Cup winner, number 13, Ken Linsman. The rat, Kenny Linsman, one in 84. He was surf. a rat playing. And against. he surfs all the time. Life's good for Kenny Linsman, isn't it? Number 55, Mark Latestu. A Stanley Cup winner, number 25, Jeff Smith. Another former Kamloops Blazer. Part of the team that won in 1990. The head trainer, Ken Lowe. The equipment manager, Barry Stafford. Equipment manager, Lyle Sparky Kochiski. Team doctor, David Reed. Team Physiotherapist Dave McGee. 
I asked Ken Lowe for his toughest Oilers over the year. He said his brother Kevin, <laughs> Jason Smith, and Ryan Smith. It's Robin Brownlee who coined the term. Jason Smith had the pain threshold of a cadaver. Stanley Cup winner number 20, <laughs> Martin Jelena. 1990, part of the kid line with Adam Graves, Joe Murphy, Martin Jelena. Number six, Adam Purdy. Also a UFA looking for a deal. Number 18, Kirk Maltby. Now working in the Detroit organization, Kirk Maltby. Yeah, the trade to Detroit worked out very well for Kirk Maltby. Number 21, Stan Weir. From Pinoca, Alberta. Always had a big beard when he played, yep. too. Number four, Taylor Hall. Strong finish of the season for him tonight. Three points, played very, very well, had the PP going. He's got the beard going, too. A Stanley Cup winner, number seven, Mark Lamb. Mark Lamb, huge goal in 1990. Game two of the first round, overtime against the Winnipeg Jets. Number five, Doug Hicks. Hey, if you ever want wine, Hicksy owns a wine store just down the street from my house. Like you've never been there before. Number 37, Dean McCammon. Wow. Fleet-footed winger. Number 82, Jordan Osterley. How many minutes did he play tonight? 27-57, almost 28 minutes for Jordan Osterley, who had Winter a very, very nice audition at the Cups. end of the year. Number 28, Craig Muni. Very solid defenseman for the Oilers in their big Little years. dirty, too, when he could be that way. You have to love a guy like that. You always need one of them. Andre Sekera. Scott Ferguson could chuck him. He, he was could. tough. No, he and Josh Green both out of Camrose, Alberta. Played for my father in Camrose for a number of years. Stanley Cups number 33, Marty McSorley. Talking about guys that can chuck him. Not yeah. many better than him. No. Number 19, Ken Baird, wow. Ken's got to be late 60s now. Winner of three Stanley Cups, number 26, Mike Krushoniski. One of the funnier guys in the game of hockey. So I do a lot of events with Mike Krushoniski. You want to be around him because he's a fun dude. He's got some great number hair going, 23, too. Number 23, Sean Brown. Sean Brown still in good shape, still can absolutely Number fly around the ring. Number 97, Connor McDavid. He was as good as advertised, wasn't he? This has been a pretty good year for Connor McDavid. 48 points now, 44 two, games. Stanley Cups. Number 16, Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes, five goals in one game against Calgary once. Number 18, Brett Callaghan. Almost a point a game in his first two years in the NHL, but then he suffered the eye injury. I always liked him as a hockey Number player. I remember nine, watching him. Number Ross Perkins. Now, Ross might be the oldest guy here. I would think he or Val Fontaine. Number 14, Blair B.J. McDonald. Winner of two Stanley Cups, number 27, Dave Samanko. Well, there's the toughest guy that's here tonight. Another fan favorite. Number seven, Ron Chipperfield. First captain of the Oilers, Chipperfield, traded for Ronnie Lowe. 
number 20, Steve Carlisle. Steve Carlisle will be up there as well. Was involved in coaching for three decades in Calgary after playing in the NHL. Number eight, Griffin Reinhardt. Well, Griffin's had a great opportunity here at the end of the year, playing a lot of minutes, showing what he can do, and hopefully finding a spot here for next season. Number eight, Val Fontaine. Val played in Pittsburgh a bit in the 60s. Number yeah, that was before me. Matt Hendricks. Might have a big bit of fun here when George comes out. <laughs> Number 27, Georges Larac. The amazing things that he did off the ice yeah. for this community. One, Number one of the best. Number 33, Cam Talbot. Winner of two Stanley Cups, number 30, Bill Ranford. Now the goalie coach for the LA Kings, Bill Ranford. Winner of two Stanley Cups, number 20, Dave Lovely. A Stanley Cup winner, number 85, Peter Klima. Scored the big famous goal in Boston. Sat on the bench for about an hour. Came out and scored the goal in overtime. Number 93, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> winner of five Stanley Cups. Number four, Kevin Lowe. He was nasty to play against. Number I know from experience. Number Ryan Smith. the first oiler to get his jersey retired precursor on Smith oh could be could be Al Hamilton's son Steve just finished his season Winner with the Edmonton Oil Kings Stanley Cups number 31 Grant Fuhr <laughs> Winner of three Stanley Cups Number seven, Paul Coffey. One of the best defensemen to ever play in the National Hockey League. Had the pleasure of playing with him in Pittsburgh. Winner of five Stanley Cups. Number 17, Yuri Curry. And will there be another Finnish sniper in the Oilers' future? There's a couple good ones in this year's draft rated second Winner and third. Winner of five Stanley Cups, number nine, Glenn Anderson. <laughs> Winner of five Stanley Cups, number 11, Mark Messier. Winner of four Stanley Cups, number 99, Wayne Gretzky.
greatest of them all. Grew the NHL like no one else. And all the players right now are standing in the middle, greeting Wayne Gretzky. To take us through tonight's Furball Rexo Place celebration. A gentleman who started his career in 1980, working 25 years as the owner's vice president of public relations. Highly respected in the National Hockey League for his professionalism and sincerity. He is often considered the best in the business by his colleagues. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Chuelli. I know. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. What, a, what an incredible sight. A sea of oranges. Is that not unbelievable? What a night. Thank you. You know, we often hear that sports teams are like families. And this incredible reunion proves one point. Like most families, we rejoice at each other's successes. We share the pain of our failures. Our hearts are broken when a member of our unique clan passes away. And so even on this evening of celebration, we pause to remember those people, whether they contributed on or off the ice, we'll always recognize the fact that once you are an oiler, you'll always be an oiler and an important part of our family. Video on the scoreboard now. Bill Hunter, the first to come up, and there may not be Edmonton Oilers without Bill Hunter. Playing Procol Harum's wider shade of pale. Bep Gwendolyn, youngest man to play in NHL history at 16. Billy Harris, former assistant coach. Pat Quinn, one year as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Wayne Fleming was an assistant on that staff that year. Longtime scout Lauren Davis discovered Jordan Everly. Bob Freeman. Garnet Ace Bailey, who perished in 9 11. Chris McCarthy just passed away in the last week, scout based in Boston. Elaine L., a member of the Oilers staff for a couple decades. Dr. Gordon Cameron. Daryl Duke was the team's fitness consultant for a number of years. Big applause for Paul Lorio. Of course, his anthem was played tonight. Bill Cowboy Flat. Don Ashby killed in a car accident after the end of a regular season. Sergey Zoltok. Goaltender Chris Worthy, part of that Flin Flon dynasty, late 60s. Roger Cote. Another Alberto Oiler. Bill Goldsworthy scoring Phenom with Minnesota. Paul Schmier, former Oiler captain in the World Hockey Association. Len Lundy involved in the Okanagan Hockey School for a number of years. Don Smokey McLeod on that 74 team WHA against the Russians. Jacques Plante. Hall of Fame netminer finished up his pro career with the Oilers. Yuha Whitting, one of the first European players ever over in NHL history. Igor Vizmikin. Bill Hickey, who was involved in Regina for decades. Ken Broderick on the 1968 Canadian Olympic team. Dr. Charles Allard, winner's owner in the WHA along with Zane Feldman. You've been sitting here very patiently. We had a wonderful hockey game. It's time to hear from some of the players who have proudly worn the Oilers logo 
over the last 30 or 40 years. Let's meet our official on-ice reporters. Firstly, a gentleman who produced Oiler TV for years, was the Executive Vice President of Programming and Production for the NHL. He won an Emmy Award as a producer of hockey broadcast for NBC coverage of the 2002 Olympics in Salt Lake City, and is now a Rogers Sportsnet on-air personality. Please welcome John Shannon. John. He's going to be joined by one of the nicest men in hockey. I first met him when he was a videographer with CFRN many, many years ago, back in the 80s, and he now entertains us with his rather unique approach to hosting the hockey broadcast. Here's the Prince of Puns, Gene Principe. My chance to go first, and I get to talk to the first man who scored a goal in the National Hockey League on a Saturday night in October of 1979 against the Detroit Red Wings, Blair McDonald. Blair, welcome. Oh, hey, isn't this awesome? You played in uh, this building enough times to know that it was home. When you came back, what did you think today, and what did you think the last couple of days? Well, this event has just been just out of this world. I mean, I mean, look at this place. It's how many hours after the game and no one's left. This is unbelievable. You were on that line with Brett Callaghan and that young kid in the middle. I think it was great that you taught Wayne Gretzky as much as you did. Man, I had to be one of the luckiest guys in hockey, right? To be able to play the first couple of years with Gretz. And uh, that first year, we were a little bit of underdogs. No one really knew too much about the team. We came in the league, and that first game here, I think the lead-up, the buzz in the city, and uh, the warm-up, and the electricity in that building in that first game, and we were lucky enough to pull off a win against an original six-team Detroit. It was just a great night. Well, you were part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, Blair, B.J. McDonald. Gene? John, uh, thanks very much. Well, as everybody knows, the Edmonton Oilers made a really big deal in 1988, uh, trade a blockbuster, and it involved Bill Ranford, because uh, you came over from uh, the Boston Bruins, and as you came over, uh, I wonder what you were thinking about joining a team that had already had a large amount of success. Well, I, I was living in Red Deer, so I was a big Oilers fan, so it was a huge honor for me, and uh, you know, it was a little overwhelming coming here with uh, the likes of Wayne Gretzky, Yari Curry, Glenn Anderson, Mark Messier, and of course the legendary Grant Fuhrer. So it was a real honor for me. I was excited about it. And, uh, you know, I spent 10 years here. And um, you know what? This is a big family here. This is just an incredible night. And the fans here, I can't thank them enough. In uh, 1990, your team was down 3-1 the Winnipeg Jets and I wonder what was kind of going through the minds of your club as you eventually would get through them and go on to win a fifth Stanley Cup for the franchise. Well I wasn't very good <laughs> early on so that was a big part of it but uh, I think the support of my teammates they really rallied around me and uh, you know John Muckler is our head coach Teddy Green Ron Lowe and then of course uh, the legendary Glenn Sather. Um, they said, you're our guy, uh, win or lose, and uh, we found a way to come back in uh, seven games, and then after that, it was just history. We, just, uh, we were trailblazers after that, and uh, fifth Stanley Cup, it was a pretty special one because nobody expected us to win it, so uh, it was fun to be part of it. And you uh, won the Consmine Trophy, so good decision-making. Bill, uh, congratulations on that, and uh, glad you're here to enjoy the evening. Uh, I'd just like to thank the Edmonton Oilers organization for having me here. Uh, I'll never forget this. This is a, a lifetime moment right here. John. Before the National Hockey League were the Alberta Oilers and the Edmonton Oilers of the WHA and one of those original Oilers, Rusty Patineau. I think the first Oiler to score 100 goals in this jersey, am I right? I, I guess that's right. Yeah. And without... Without the WHA Oilers, there are no NHL Oilers and there are no Stanley Cups. So, Rusty, you were part of something of a birth. What does that make you feel like as a longtime Oiler? Well, I, I just feel very fortunate to be a part of this organization. It's been a class organization right from Bill Hunter right through to today. And I can see nothing but great things for the 
the Oilers in their new building and thing, and I'm just proud to be part of them. Tell us about your career here. What did you like about playing in Edmonton? Well, you know what? Edmonton was a home that felt uh, home away from home, and people just endorsed you, and the fans were so passionate. They just made you feel like you were something every night. Ladies and gentlemen, an original oiler, Rusty Patno. John, Ken Linsman was known for um, getting under the skin of opposing. Yeah, go ahead, give him a cheer. Ken, what, what sort of qualities do, did you have and do players have to have when they're able to really kind of throw off the other team and, and maybe get to the point where they're more concerned about you than what, what else is going on, on the ice? I don't really know. It's just the way I play. <laughs> it's just natural. Came to you naturally? <laughs> do you remember anyone in particular or certain players that you were able to um, bother a bit more than others? Not really. I just played. <laughs> just did it. <laughs> well, like you said, it came naturally. Uh, in 1984, the year that you won the Stanley Cup with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, you scored three series clinching goals, including the one that clinched the Stanley Cup. Uh, what was that like for you? I was very lucky. I, you know, the, the goals weren't, uh, the game wasn't that close at the time, I think, when I scored the game winner in the Stanley Cup game it was it was the third goal we were three nothing and ended up winning five two but um, you know I played with a great bunch of guys and uh, great people and very lucky. Uh, what was the camaraderie like as you joined this sort of young establishing franchise and you came in as a little more of a veteran player? It was amazing you know it just it, we were allowed to have fun and play our game and uh, we're expected to win and we did you know you did that for sure. Ken, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you.